Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Welcome to Hank's Bank, the show where Jamie reads Reddit and Al destroys his family washing machine. How are you doing this week, Jamie? I was not reading Reddit. You I were was, on Reddit. Yeah, you were I, on Reddit. Had, I was before we started recording. And uh, like we were about sec- to record, oh, and so I Jamie, put down my it phone. It doesn't count if you're putting it down as I go, Hello, and welcome <laughs> to this week's Hank's Bank. You even did the introduction wrong. Uh, Jamie, it was a joke. It was a joke bit on it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't I say the joke? No, because... You're the- right. I didn't say the show where we chronically, chronologically review uh, Tom Hanks' entire INTB. I'm Jamie, and you're my co-host, Al. <laughs> say hello, Al. Hello! You kind of got there. Yeah, um, sorry. Cool. I normally use my full name. I say I'm Jamie Luxon, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Al Gillespie. But, you know... You know, you only hear it once a week sure, for the last eight sure. months, so yeah, how could you possibly uh, try and remember it no. all? Oh, how could you possibly I'm try sorry. and remember those 14 oh, words? Apologies. Sue me for trying to bring a bit of, you know, freshness into this No! Show. We are nothing if not diminishing returns on this podcast, Alexander. You know this! Fair. Um, yeah, I'm all right. It's fucking wet outside. Pissing it down. Don't give me eyebrows. I said it's wet outside, not inside, although that's true too. Uh, yeah, it's fucking miserable weather. I got fucking chucked on. Also, my uh, shower is currently not working. Um, so it can, it, it's, it's one of those super old ones where it's only got, it's got a hot tap and a cold tap. Yeah. And if you turn on the hot tap, you get hot water. That's fine. But it's really fucking hot water. And if you turn on the cold tap, it doesn't make it any fucking colder. I'm talking fucking boiling hot water. And then if you turn off the hot tap and turn and have with the cold tap still on, it then becomes cold water. So cold water can come out of this tap, but there's no middle ground. And I don't know if you've ever tried to shower, Alexander, constantly while the water is wavering between cold and hot as you turn one of the taps on and quickly try and have a little bit of shower as it goes in that middle ground, but get out before it gets boiling hot again. it's fucking stressful. Showers are supposed to be relaxing. All right, uh, two things. One, Jamie, I didn't appreciate. I don't know if you've ever tried to shower, Al. That's a, it's a bit I mean, aggressive. Looking bit at you right now, Al. Mop of hair, big long beard, or with. You know what? Not showering goes with your aesthetic right now. I'll take it. I'll take it. So two. So logically, uh, the connection between the rain and not showering. You're not showering in the rain. You're just going outside. Yes, the I'm just going outside in the balcony <laughs> and screaming to the heavens yeah. like I'm a dramatic. Uh, actor from a film mm-hmm. dramatic actor from a film that sounds like it could be a relevant segue to what we do what do we do here Al well uh, we of course show that chronology reviews some hangs this entire MDB but also of course Aliens have invaded, and they decided we need to prove our worth and to join the United States of Space because Flomatron 8 is leaving the United States of Space due to a process called Flexit, so we need to replace them. But Flexit takes a little bit of time, so we've got a little bit of time. We're proving our worth by showing them our great, greatest human. We've decided our greatest human is Tom Hanks, but we can't show them all of his movies because most of his movies suck. But not I, I mean, I, I keep saying that every week, but it's becoming less and less true now that we're heading into the 90s, but I'll keep saying it. So we can't show them all of his movies, so we're reviewing each of them chronologically in order to decide which ones are going to win the Hanks Bank, the, the collection of Tom Hanks TV shows and movies that we're going to chase the aliens to prove our words and to in the United States of space. Right, so 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 we're watching Tom Hanks films. Yes. We're reviewing them. Yes. We're making a list and we're checking it twice. One might say we're the Tom Hanks Father Christmas. It is October. 
October, Alexander. Uh, not if you work in e-commerce, bitch. <laughs> let me tell you, it's time to make some money. Yeah, before we go plowing on and actually talking and doing what this podcast is about, we never do that. That takes we we got to go for a solid twenty five minutes of waffle before we go through that. Yeah, you didn't ask oh, me how. You? Oh, th- oh, thank <laughs> you. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, I saw an opportunity know, for a segue, there, Alexander. There are two and things. I took there it. are two things about me today. Um, one is that before this podcast began, uh, we were waiting for Alyssa to come, and it took a little bit longer than we thought, and so we kind of sat in silence for like a solid 10 minutes, because we didn't want to waste this quality chat. Yes. Uh, and then I called Alyssa, and you sat and laughed, and then in an interesting power move, you called your own girlfriend, let's speak of her, just to prove you could, yes. which again, interesting power move, and then we sat and listened to a song I don't know who was by, again, while not speaking. Um, so that song was by uh, Dame Dollar also known as uh, Damian Lillard, the uh, basketball player. Uh, he was. It was a diss track of uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, within that, there was indeed, a, an unforeseen, we did not know it was coming, a reference to Tom Hanks. Yep, yep. Um, he said, uh, I may be from the town Tom Hanks from, but I know Tom Foolery, or something like that. Um, so that was that was fun, relevant. relevant yep. to- that's, that, that is Great hot off the presses Tom Hanks news, Alexander. You know, back in the day, Jamie, you hated dating the show by uh, putting hot off the topic references. So let me uh, just throw some in myself. Some new Pokemon came to Pokemon Go, and they were good. That was my second piece of news. I've become hopelessly addicted to Pokemon Go. This is my form of exercise now. It's walking for Pokemon Go. At lunch, what do I do? I go out and walk like an idiot. I don't sit and watch YouTube like I should. I go outside and catch Pokemon. It's a really, really complex, tough life I live. And uh, yeah, that that that's my week. So, Alexander, I know you wanted to do that um, to uh, date the show and, and make it make people know when we were recording. So, congratulations on letting people know that we are recording in 2016 uh, when Pokemon uh, Go was popular. I'm sorry, Jamie. If I were to ask, what month did Pokemon Go make the most money ever? Uh, would it be last month? Uh, yes, it was. Turns out it's more popular than ever. Biatch. How much money are you spending on Pokemon Go that you're setting records? Two hundred million dollars. <laughs> oh. Well, how much have you been hiding advertisers from me? Are we oh, finally yes. successful? Oh, did your did your campaign to become an Instagram thought finally come off? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm making all the money from Pokemon. Uh, I'm gonna do a big. I'm gonna get like cool, cool hundred mil from my campaign for Pokemon Sword and Shield coming out on November fifteenth. So I'll um. Just gonna throw some Pokemon ads in here during the you know really like tense parts of this. I want to stop and turn to the camera to talk about Pokemon Go. We don't have a camera, Al. Uh, uh, we cannot afford one. Yes, we do. <laughs> Hi, watch Pokemon Go. Play Pokemon Go. Live Pokemon Go. I turn to the um, camera. Yeah, no, no, our audience could tell you turn to the camera because what you did was turn away from the mic yeah. so they would have not been able to hear what you said. But that's okay because the people on the camera heard me. I hate you. Ah, I hate fine. you so much. Um. So I'll, uh, about about a week ago, yeah. um, I jokingly uh, made fun of you for hanging out with one of our friends, um, and and you said we would hang out this week. When are we Hang hanging out. out this week, Al? This doesn't count. Thursday. Be my friend, Thursday. Al. No, there's going to be other people okay. there. For- Once again, specifically, <laughs> this was the only time this week either of us could hang out. And unfortunately, we have to dedicate that time to this. I'm sorry. Second of all, I'm seeing you on Thursday anyway. I know there are other people. Third of all, I'm going on holiday <laughs> with you for a week. 
So I'm sorry I'm not spending enough time with you. I will try and dump Alyssa and then just move <laughs> into your room. I just wanted to bring back an, an old bit from this show, which is this show is destroying our friendship. Oh. Um, speaking of friends, of course, I've got a fresh thought coming uh, from hot off the presses from uh, my aforementioned girlfriend. Is it a nice thing about you? No, 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 no. I did. You did ask. Yes, I things. did two weeks ago ask anyone to say anything nice about me. Did not happen. Um, but my girlfriend did write in to uh, tell us that, uh, to inform us that last week uh, on our Forest Gump episode, uh, neither of us could remember what article it triggered uh, Brexit because it's Article 50. 50. We both 50. said 52 and 42. 51. Neither is great. It's almost as if Brexit has been going on for so long that all the details are falling out my ears like soup. We're heading to Spain next week. Yeah. Euros are expensive. Brexit is horrible. That's why I'm paying for stuff in gold, you idiot. Which is why... Pokemon gold. Which is why, dear dear listeners, I'm going to take you back. I'm all about the segues this oh, week. God. I'm all about the segues. Of course, we know that 2019 fucking sucks, so I'm taking you back. As you know, every week we do historical context and then we do show context. We call it show context. Most of them are films. Whatever. Deal with it. But oh, this is yeah. There we go. That's biggest thing. Right? I didn't realize what you're doing there for a sec. Yes. Yeah, I'm going. I'm doing the historical context. You fucking sorry, idiot. Sorry for stopping you midway. So there. we are reviewing Apollo 13 this week. You know that from looking at your phone screens and it's saying Apollo 13 on them. Apollo 13. It's one of two movies that comes out in 1995. So I'm doing the first half of 1995. We've got January to June. Alexander is filming me once again. It makes me very uncomfortable. But the first thing that happens in, uh, in 1995 is Andy Cole becomes the most expensive player thus far in British football as Man United signs him from Newcastle. Alexander, can you tell me how much he was signed for? Andy Cole, most expensive player in British history, signed from Newcastle. At the, Cole, at the time. Andy Cole. Andy Cole. Um, yes, and, and right. if you could uh, speak up into oh, the microphone. I'm just going to speak close to the microphone so that okay. it's easier for people to hear. I'm thinking, I know Gareth Bale was bought for, I want to say, 150 million to Real Madrid. Um, back less, when was, less than that. A couple wait, hundred, it was like 100, no, it was 100 million. It was, it was cool, 100 million. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think, I think between the two of us, I think we uh, the listeners can trust. Who okay. knows more about uh, okay. La Liga? Uh, so uh, yeah, so but this is 1995. Remember? Okay, so we've got to think about interest and inflation and insurance. So I'm going to say 12 million. Close, seven million, that but wrong. That wasn't Unfortunately, close, that, that is that wasn't close. I could have said two million and have been as close. You moron, that wasn't close. <laughs> Don't quick give me a dumb trophy. <laughs> I'm not going to, uh, because that was the first question of your impromptu 1995 quiz. No! Um, so you started off very poorly. Um, staying in football, uh, what did Eric Cantona do in 1995 that landed him in jail for 14 days? Do you know who Eric Cantona is? Uh, yes. He played for... I'm going to give three, three options. Three no, guys, no, three no, guys, you get three, one. No, three. Um, either Villa, uh, Man City... Or Arsenal? None um, of them. Uh, he was Stoke. No, he played for Manchester United. Uh, but I got are, pretty close to Man City, you thank are, you very much. Well, yeah, but Manchester the City, City were of not, Manchester. Manchester City were not a relevant team in 1995. They did not become relevant in around, until around 2008 when they when were they, bought out yeah. uh, by a very, very rich nah, man and nah. that made them relevant. Right, let me guess his crime. Football is controlled by mm. money. Anyway, yes, what did, what did Cantona do to land him in jail for 14 days? Did he whap out his willy in a place he shouldn't have done? No. Did he kill a prostitute? No. Did he assassinate the queen? No. 
Did he make? Feel like we would have heard about that one. Did he make Sweetsworth? Not if they replaced her. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, did he make Sweet Sweet Love under the cool moonlight? No, 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 no. Um, he kicked a fan in the chest during a football match. Sorry, what was the context of this? Um, um, some someone was shouting at him. I believe. Uh, oh right, so he didn't run on the pitch. No, 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 you realise that makes it worse, Eric Cantona went into the stands and fly kicked a fan, (laughs) he jumped from the pitch and kicked a fan because the fan uh, was saying something rude about his wife or something like that, or maybe his mum, and it landed him in jail for 14 days. Talk shit, get shot. Um, The first diary of the column, the diary of, sorry, the first column of the diary of Bridget Jones is published in what newspaper, Alexander? The Times. No, The Independent. You're doing very poorly in our 1995 quiz so far. No one told me I was going to get quizzed (laughs) on something in other studies. There's only one. World Trade Organization is formed uh, and three countries joined the EU. Can you name any of those countries? Uh, Oh, joined the EU. Yes, in 1995. Um... Greece. Nope. Spain. Nope. Spain were one of the original forming members. I'm sorry. This is completely irrelevant to me now, okay? <laughs> like, I'm ever going to be fucking quizzed on this ever again. Um, you have one more guess to get one of these three. Uh, Hungary. Nope. Oh. Austria, Finland and Sweden join the EU. Uh, who is voted in as President of France? Um, oh, oh, Jacques Chirac. Yes, Jacques Chirac. And one month later, he announced the resumption of nuclear tests in French Polynesia. Very bold move for very early <laughs> on in his presidency. Um, South Africa. Sorry, he had a campaign promise that he would. I don't know whether it was a campaign he, promise. I know I he did so. it I one month so. later. I hope so. Um, South Africa wins which international sports competition? The Rugby World Cup. Yes, the Rugby World Cup. The Invictus. Yes, Invictus. I am the captain of my soul. Exactly. <laughs> Matt Damon goes and wins uh, the uh, the Rugby World Cup. Which oh, Paul brother is born on eighteen eight, on April first, nineteen ninety five? Yes, Logan Paul, the elder of the Pauls, who is uh, going. Uh, did you see the the recent interview with him where he basically said, um, "I'm in debt and I'm everything's going poorly." No, but it's great fun. I recommend everyone to watch it. It's very good fun. He's in, he's in, interviewed by like a real financial analyst, and yeah, he's just like, "Yeah, no, it's all going terribly." I I spoke with my financial uh, advisor, but my outgoings are more than my uh, my incomings for the first time ever. It's all downhill from here. It's great fun. Um, other films this year were Braveheart and Batman Forever. Uh, additionally, Tupac Shakur is also sent to jail. I've got a common theme of jail sentences this year. Many people were sent to jail in 1995, Alexander. And if at any point you would like to contribute to the entertainment of this podcast and not stare at your fucking phone, <laughs> I think playing... <laughs> you are... Oh, you... <laughs> He is watching Eric Cantona <laughs> running and fly kicking a fan. Now, so awful. it is, it is absurd. I don't know why you're showing it to me. I've seen it before. Um, so yes, if you want to, if you too want to have this joy that Alexander is having. <laughs> yeah, he fell on jumps and just fly kicked a fan. It's great fucking fun. He could have grabbed this guy by the shirt and punched him in the face. No, with he jumps up and kicks him. He jumps and <laughs> with stunts kicks this man in the face. Now, Alexander, for a man that has so often maligned Tom Hanks for playing characters that physically assaults and tortures people, you are sitting here 
laughing no, at a man no, being no. physically assaulted. Yeah, but not tortured. There's a difference. <laughs> okay. But physical yes, assault if, can be funny. Torture is always bad. If you two would like to uh, neglect your responsibilities to a podcast and have that joy that uh, Alexander Jamie, just I had. Tupac Shakur went to jail. That's the last thing he said. Yeah, what for? Uh, for killing Biggie. No. No. <laughs> you didn't say what for. <laughs> 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 you fool. Don't try and trick me. I don't know that. Uh, there was a theme going on of jail. Tupac goes to jail uh, for kicking a man in the face. <laughs> nope. Sexual assault. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> um, uh, back- Did you say it before? No, 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 I didn't. Oh, right. No, the, you were the, tricking the, me. The running theme was just going to the jail. jail yeah. <laughs> um, back for Good is released by <clears throat> Take That. Obviously, I'm not, I can't, well, I'm not editing, so you can't hear it right. In the past, I've... Uh, I've you know, back, 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 back for good. Do you, do you not know the song? My loneliness. No, nope. do you actually not know the song? I'm back. I must confess, I'm in your back, in your back. Do you, a- back. Do you actually not know the song? No, I don't know the song. I want you back for good. Want you back. Want I want you back. back. I want you, want you back. Surely <laughs> <laughs> you've heard this song before. I've heard Alexander, it was number one in 32 different countries. You as your parents deprived you of this as a baby and it's uh, and it shows. It shows, Alexander. I was going to ask you how many countries, but I, I forgot that that was no, it was 32. 32. I just told you. I just <laughs> told you. How. Fuck's sake. I was thinking of um, funny. Jagged Little Pill is also an album that is released. Can you name what arsti- artist that album is by? Busted. Come on, wake up, Al. Wake up. Before you go, go. Aha! You ought to know this. Call me Al Simon Garfungal. Al, I really, all I really want is for you to get this right. Mariah Carey! This is just perfect, Al. I don't think you can be forgiven for this. Mariah Carey! Ah, You know what? It's really ironic that you don't get this. Should I twain? No! Come on! I thought the ironic clue would get it. I've been saying... I'm, if For anyone... Yeah, they, you, they, said, you said all I want for Christmas. No, no, no. I said all I really want. It's my... No, that's... really, that, really want? No. Britney Spears. No, ironic is the, is the big clue. Irony. No! The, the you one... Sing, can I have a bit of a song clue? Can I have a bit... You sing a little bit? Ironic! It's... No, but sing a little bit. No! I don't think I know the song. Someone actually, honestly, someone posted about a song called Ironic today on Facebook, and I went, oh, everyone knows this original insight. I, I've never heard this song. Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? Why are you looking at me with crazy eyes? Because I don't remember the rest of the song, Al. Oh, that- it's Alanis Morissette. Alanis, you've, you've definitely heard, oh, for fuck's sake, right. Oh, yeah, she's singing Torn. No, it's Natalie and Brugia. That's Natalie and Brugia. Right, we're going to get sued because I'm about to play Ironic by Alanis Morissette. You used to not care about um, getting sued. I know, I know. Oh, that's that's an advert. Okay, that's a, that's a shouty man. Only I'm allowed to be the shouty man on this podcast. Right, fuck's sake. You've heard this song. Oh, my God. Right, skip into the main part. You've heard the... Oh, my God, Alexander. I think I've heard of Alanis Morissette. Of her. You've not heard this song? No. Oh, my God, right. Right, fuck's sake, let's get to the fucking... Here we go, here we go, here we go, we're, good. we're about to do the chorus. It's like radiant. On your wedding day, it's like a free ride. When you've already paid. 
Alexander. I don't think this lady understands irony. No, no, no. That's why it's a famous song. Because it's very famously called ironic. And none of the shit that happens in the song is ironic. Yeah, it's more like serendipity. No, no, no what's the opposite of serendipity? Yeah, who cares? Um, I, ha- I hope she I did you know you. well. Look, no, you said it sold t- five records. I don't know how many it sold. Couple it was LPs, very popular. Couple, I was very. All LPs. I did. I mean, all I did. Al, was look through the track list and weave in ways of mentioning the. Look, there is one one um, listener who is a huge Alanis Morissette fan who was listening to me do that and go, "Oh my god, how did you not get this?" But I hate you. Okay, you. This. Oh my god. Have you ever heard of Alanis Morissette? Okay, she definitely... She's not listening. She's in a half because you it blanked her when she came into the house this evening. I didn't blank her. I should have. And then you said, go upstairs, I and then whoa, was whoa, silent. Whoa, 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 I didn't immediately say that. There was a, there was a long pause there was, between th- there, there was a lot of pauses, a lot of silences, and then you that. said, you that. can go upstairs now, no, no, and then you were I silent. Said, how are you doing? She said, what? No, she assumed that we had done something wrong because we called her. Okay, Jamie, which we hadn't. And therefore, when she was accusing us of stuff, what can I say? Nothing, because we haven't done anything, all right? I was being accused. Wait for you to forget that, okay? I'm the wronged one here. Uh, so let's talk, of course, about Apollo 13. A little brief summary of the film uh, before we go into it. Uh, we start talking about the show context. Uh, what to say about Apollo 13 based on the real NASA space mission uh, in which a uh, cap- uh, the rockets uh, carrying uh, the three... Uh, astronauts uh, broke down on their mission to the moon. Not to be confused with the Challenger, which is the one where it exploded as it was launching. Yes. This one semi-exploded while it was in space. Yes. Uh, and the mission uh, both up in uh, space and on back on the ground uh, to try and get these guys back home. Um, so a bit of bit of context. Obviously, this is directed by uh, Ron Howard, uh, who uh, directed Tom Hanks films before. Jamie, can you remember when? I believe... No. Splash? Yes, Splash! It was Splash, cool. And these two films are very different. Yes, very, very different. Uh, if, if you were coming into Tom Hanks's uh, filmography... And, uh, not Tom Hanks's, sorry. Ron Howe's uh, filmography and those are the only two movies you've seen, you'd be very confused how he ever got to make uh, uh, Apollo 13. Um, early on, uh, as is the case often with Tom Hanks' films... Uh, by the looks of it, there are a lot of people offered the role. I believe John Travolta was also offered the role beforehand, turned it down. Uh, Brad Pitt and John Cusack were offered the roles in the film at the time they turned it down. I think they were offered the role which Kevin Bacon ended up taking. Um, uh, but Brad Pitt turned it down to go and do Seven. Yes. Yes. Which also a very good film. Yes. Um, Sorry, or, Seven, Seven, Seven. No, Seven, Seven. Seven, Seven, Seven. So seven, 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 comet which you might have heard of before it's a nasa um kind of converted i think now these boeing 737s in which they go on a parabola 
uh, really, really fast, really high up, straight, and then kind of down. And for a while, you get zero gravity. And back when they were doing this uh, film, this film, obviously in the 90s, uh, it got you about 23 seconds worth of space. Uh, space time, a kind of time where you're kind of floating about. So they all went off to do it to see what it was like. And while doing it, they decided that actually they were going to film they did a load not. of the zero gravity scenes on the Vomit Comet. So what they did is they built a set and put it in this plane and they could film these zero gravity scenes but only 23 oh seconds God. at a time. And by the end, they ended up filming, uh, doing 600, I think over 630 flights, which is more than most astronauts actually do. <laughs> and so if you watch the film, when they're floating in zero G, they are in zero G and they would kind of have to break down the shots very specifically for what was a close-up to what was um, with them actually floating. So when things like the camera floating about, all that kind of stuff, that's real. That's, that's not a special insane. thing. insane. I did they not did know that. that. Yeah, um, and NASA would. So they, the plane they used to believe was NASA's. I think NASA got behind this quite a lot, uh, for obvious reasons. There had been um, films made inspired by uh, Apollo thirteen before. One was called uh, "We Have a Problem," but actually, in it, it's not really about the uh, actual events itself. It's kind of a fictionalized take on um, people on the ground and how their everyday lives were kind of interrupted by Apollo 13 happening and they worked at NASA, uh, everyone making Apollo, everyone who's involved in Apollo 13, uh, the actual space flights, uh, hated that film. They were like, this is really disrespectful. There are a couple of things made here and there. Um, but you know, I think everyone got on board with this film. I think NASA especially, NASA offered, uh, to let them use actual mission control at Houston to, uh, in Houston, but it's Cape Canaveral, I believe. Oh, it's Mission Control in Houston, and the, I mean, it's whatever. But um, but instead, they rebuilt it exactly uh, in the studio. Uh, consultants working on the film said that they would go. Uh, who had worked at NASA would like go there and then leave and be like, wait for a lift, which was ne- never really there because they, mm-hmm. they kind of it was such a perfect replica. Um, other things. Uh, there's a classic line from this film. The two classic lines. Uh, one, you know, is a very famous uh, Houston. We have a problem, mm-hmm. which is taken from the real thing. But there, they said Houston. Uh, we had a problem, and they changed the tense of the film. So fun fact. Yeah. And the other one is uh, failure is not a option. Came from this film. It oh, didn't come didn't from real. That. Yeah, didn't come from real life. Although the guy who says in the film, the the, the real man, the character is based off, did eventually name his autobiography. Uh, failure is not an option, mm. which is quite interesting. Although this is based off a book that he wrote, isn't it? Jim Lovell. Is, yes, but yeah. not his autobiography. It's not uh, no, his autobiography, no, 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 but not, it's... Not Jim Lovell. Sorry, the, the, that line's not said by Jim Lovell. It's said by... No, 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 I know, but it yes. is... It is based ba- on his... Yeah. yeah, so this is based on a book by Jim Lovell and one of the other astronauts yes. from the uh, yeah. thing. But I don't think it was an autobiography. It was just a description of sure. that flight, Yeah, I believe. Um, the other thing about just on that, Houston, we have a problem. That makes it... We didn't mention it last week, but we have mentioned it before, the... 100 most famous American movie quotes of all time that we mentioned back in uh, episode 26 or so, uh, which, whichever one was the League of Their Own episode, the There's No, no crying, crying in baseball. baseball. We mentioned it then. So in 2005, uh, the American Film Institute created a list of the 100 most famous uh, film quotes, quotes, film quotes. And Tom Hanks is on there three times. We've, we are, He's not been on it since, um, since Apollo 13, but obviously Houston, we have a problem. Apollo 13. Um, really? There's no, no there's got to be one which I... So you, you, you say your one's the number um, but... League of Their Own, um, there's no crying in baseball. And there is a third one, which we have already covered. Do you know what it is? Um, Life is Like a Box of Chocolates? Yes. Yeah. Life is Like a Box of Chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. So, I mean, I'm I didn't really, actually double check. I, I reckon Tom Hanks is probably on that list the most amount of times I, as a single actor. I'm very surprised... Uh, 
You are a toy is not on there because that's such a, you know, from Toy Story, yeah. which is a really famous quote from that. Like, it, yeah, it's a, it's a my line. guess would be. My guess would be the American Film Institute might just not like or respect animated films, mm, especially when they made it in 2005. Maybe, maybe. 2005 sure. when they hadn't really, sure. you know, maybe. gained the prestige. Sure. Whatever. Or will, you know, we're going to tear down these walls and, and fuck up the American Film Institute for withholding yeah. gonna, something. I, I am going to say, uh, well, Walt Disney uh, infamously got a, uh, not infamously, famously got a uh, special achievement award where they gave him seven Oscars. Uh, in the shape of the seven awards because his contribution to film because of animation. So I'm not I'm not quite uh, sure as that, but it might just be. You know, it it really says a lot about Walt Disney when when you say Walt Disney famously. I just assumed you were going to say it's an anti-Semite. <laughs> it's my, it's the first thing I assume anyone is going to say when they bring up Walt Disney. Oh. Not the fact that he founded the Disney Corporation. Just the fact that he a hated very good, very Jewish good people and uh, yeah. and, a, and a raging anti-Semite. I I need to look into that. I'm sure. It's <laughs> you know, I've never I never looked at the evidence myself. Uh, you know. Uh, anyway, know. have you got any more fun facts? You uh, know, that aren't about anti-Semitism. Sure, about a couple things. Obviously, there are a lot of cameos in this film. Yeah. Um, the actual Jim Lovell uh, is in the film. He plays the captain on the uh, rescue vessel. Yeah, Jim which, Lovell being the character that Tom Hanks plays. Yes. Um, he was originally meant to play an admiral, but he said, no, I retired as a captain and he wanted to play a captain, which is very nice. I like that. Um, uh, Ron Howard's mother plays Tom Hanks' mother in this, ah. which I quite like. Uh, I believe she's called... Uh, not Blythe. Uh, well, who's the main character in... Um, Street Car Names? Uh, Blanche. Blanche, yes, she's called Blanche. Um, uh, Tom, uh, Ron Howard's brother is also in this. Uh, Ron Howard's brother yes. is the baldy, baldy, very balding man. Um, yeah. For anyone who's seen the movie, yeah. you know exactly who we're talking about. For um, anyone who doesn't, it's a balding man. Uh, Ron Howard's wife and children are in the scene where they wave off. Um, <laughs> Ron Howard just put every member of his family oh, into his, this fucking oh, film. Oh, oh, let me be honest. If I ever, ever get to direct a film, I am putting everyone <laughs> I know and I can't really hire into the background somewhere because uh, I owe them at least that. Um if you can tell me a little bit more about this cast, because there's there's a sure. fuckload of really famous people in it. <coughs> there is. Um, so, so we've got, obviously, Gary Sinise uh, from the film we just watched in Forrest Gump. He's yes. also in this. Lieutenant Dan got his legs back. Yeah. Um, uh, and in this, he plays a uh, an astronaut who is kicked off the mission. Um, we then have Francis Bacon. Francis Bacon? Uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Who's so Gary Sinise Francis Bacon. Francis Bacon was the person who headed up the Spanish Armada. Uh, yes, the, the, uh, the counter. Yes, thank you. Kevin Bacon the, the is in this film as the man that replaces sure. uh, uh, Gary yeah. Sinise. So Gary Sinise plays uh, Ken Mattingly, uh, command module pilot who's taken off uh, because he was exposed to the flu. Uh, Kevin Bacon plays command module pilot Jack Swig- uh, Swigert, who I believe at the time was the first uh, bachelor into space. Yes, but that is mentioned always, in the film. Yeah, previously had always been um, married men for some reason. Um, yeah. Can you get me the third? Uh, I cannot Bill remember the Paxton. actor. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yes, Bill Paxton plays the third uh, astronaut. Hayes. Goes in space. Ed Harris is in this. People may know Ed Harris. Yes. Latterly from Westworld. Uh, but he's a much. Also, The Rock. Also, The Rock. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's way better than Westworld. Fuck Westworld, okay. right? Um, I want a film where we get Sean Connery and uh, what's his face, crazy guy, uh, the Nicholas Cage, right? And they're on Alcatraz and there's someone with rockets and they're gonna fly that to San Francisco. Oh, amazing! And oh, who else is there? Ed Harris playing the best villain because it's so emotionally complicated and you don't respect that performance, Jamie. I am cut to the bone. 
Cool. Um, Ed Harris actually wins the Oscar for this. Uh, Does for, he? He at least gets no, nominated. No, at least nominated. gets nominated. He's nominated for it as well. um, he wins two. He wins two Academy Awards, and those are, I believe. Uh, film editing Best, and sound mixing. Yes, film editing and sound mixing, which, are, which we will discuss. Sure. Fully deserved. Um, Tom Hanks does not get an Oscar uh, nomination for this, ruining his track record. He was he was on a tear, unlike, back to, to back. Honest, unlikely too, I think. Partly yeah, because no. of that, like, uh, yeah, it's no, also he, quite an understated performance. For sure. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. So uh, Ed Harris gets nominated for uh, best supporting role in this. He is the commander back at yeah, uh, he NASA. Plays who, white team fly director Gene Kranz. Yep, yeah, who uh, was yeah the man controlling things back at Control Center. We are not going to refer to any of them by their character names for the rest of this. It will be purely actor names because I'm not going to remember any of their fucking character names, except maybe Jim Lovell. Sure, they, they talk about that a lot. Yeah. So let's talk about this fucking film. Um, first forty minutes of this film happen. Uh, oh, yeah. let's get a breeze <laughs> through a the first forty minutes. Uh, man lands on the moon. It's really important. Uh, people in uh, the NASA space program are watching. Um, they've flown kind of missions before, uh, but mainly kind of uh, you know flights around the moon, but not landing on it. They're all watching up, looking at buzz and stuff. Um, they are due to go on, I believe, Apollo 14 at the time. I'm not sure about that. Um, but that's sort of happening in the background, right? So that, that's how we open the film. Man walks the moon. It's amazing. It's great. Uh, but this is sort of the peak of people's interest in the kind of uh, space program, right? Yeah. People don't really... Once people uh, walk on the moon, people back home in rural Alabama or rural Arkansas or wherever are like, wow, we spent so much money on these space rockets. Uh, and you know what? Kind of fair enough. Spend more money on your uh, social programs, America. But uh, also, the moon's really good. Uh, so they're fighting against that kind of interesting. The team, the original team for the Apollo 13 mission uh, has to go off. I believe they are sick. One of them is sick. They're exposed to... Um, no, that's it, sorry. The original... Uh, no, who, why is it? I don't fucking know. The okay. first so 40 ba- minutes of this sure. film don't, aren't fucking important. No, but <laughs> it's the setup. Effectively, the original team for the mission are taken off for whatever reason. Uh, and uh, the Tom Hanks crew, who were the standby crew, I believe, originally, are bumped up to the main crew. Um, they go Which on... Which is uh, Gary Sinise, Bill, uh, uh, Bill Paxton, and, and Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Um, they've all flown before, they're good friends, uh, they're training for it, they're really excited about it. Um, they will walk on the moon. This is a kind of lifelong um, ambition of, of, of Tom, and uh, he's really keen for it. His wife, a little bit nervous. His wife doesn't really like the idea of him going back up again. She's slightly terrified of it. She's worried, you know, what if something goes wrong again? His children know about some of the disasters of earlier uh, missions, including the Gemini missions. I think the... Uh, Challenger isn't until later. I think the Challenger's in the nineties. I think it blows up. Um, I think it's the earlier Gemini rockets which exploded because, as they say in this, they never lost a man. Yeah, uh, in, space. in space, and that's one of the lines in the film. Um, and they kind of talk about previously how the issue with uh, the previous big disaster with uh, the rocket program uh, happened because people couldn't get out. The door jammed, and his son says, "Well, have they fixed the door." He, Tom Hanks says, "Sure, they fixed the door." So already about to go up, but suddenly disaster. Um, Gary Sinise exposed to the flu, can't go up. Um, Isn't it the measles? The measles, sorry, can't go up. Now Tom Hanks has had the measles. He's fine. Uh, Gary Sinise not so happy that he's been taken off the mission and being replaced with young kind of uh, hotshot Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, uh, who's making love to ladies and really excited that he gets to go uh, be in space. You know, yep. he's happy about this. Uh, they're training. The, the you know they're putting him 
way, in way too many uh, interviews, making sure he's getting the press out there. Because, as they know, the entire NASA program depends upon public funding, and if the public stop being interested in it, the politicians can very easily go, cool, we don't want to fund NASA. Boo, what's important about science? And, you know, uh, going farther, pushing harder. Uh, so that's, like you said, that's that's the 40 minutes Jamie doesn't really want to talk yeah, about. Because it's, it's fucking boring! But it's, but it's set up, right? It's, yeah, but it's, it's set up for the film. boring set up! No, and it's, it's not and boring! It's not boring! I disagree, I disagree that's boring. I think it's really important, and I think it's important to set up. It sets up the kind of Jenga puzzle that is the rest of this movie. Nope. Yes, no. Nope. I think it's all wrong. You could, you could have literally oh, started this film for oh, Dumbo. Shut up. <laughs> right. Uh, so Jamie just hates the majesty that is the space program. But no, no, no. I no, love no. the majesty that is whatever. the space program because when we actually get to launching the fucking rocket, this film was one of the first one, first um, really big budget films in the nineties when special effects and things were getting more available to really show space travel and space um, exploits exploration. Exploration, that's not exploration. Um, so, like, it really does indulge you when it's doing the, the launch. It really indulges you and shows the majesty of, like, this is really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, we're, like, firing a rocket I, into space. I think you're forgetting uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, Jamie, uh, which has a Space Odyssey in it and was super cool, too. Yeah, I mean... Star Wars also happens uh, in space, uh, sure. but, it, but it's not a space travel movie. Uh, they go to light speed. <laughs> do these men not go to light speed? Give them some respect, Jamie. Uh, so no, they go these up men into do space. not go to light They go up into space. His wife, uh, who briefly talked about not coming to see the launch, comes to see the launch. Uh, she's uh, you know relatively okay about it, but she says that she won't be happy until the four days are over because the, their flight's going to take four days. Uh, I believe it should be two. I'm not sure how. Uh, one day up in space, two days on the moon, one day back. I think it, as it should be. So they get on rocket launchers up in space. It's all going well. Uh, yeah, they're, having, they're, they're broadcasting back to Earth. Like they're meant to, to have a TV. They're, like, they're, kind of, like, uh, they're being filmed like, and all the little, things, and um, people don't care. They. The wife and the kids go to um, see uh, the broadcast at Mission Control. They're watching it. The wife notices off screen that actually it's just baseball on TV. Where previously these broadcasts uh, had been seen as so important. All the networks would show them. They're really keen to put this on air. Now yeah. no one is showing it. As Back in the care home, uh, Blanche is... Um, unable to get it on any channel. Yeah. Um, we This film regularly cuts back to Earth and shows like real... What I assume real is clips, yeah. fro- real clips one, from the time of like... Off talk show host and stuff and one guy goes ah like three million less people watched it than the last space one well no one cares about space anymore blah 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 um but whatever they're up in space and they're they're they're, they're having fun they're yeah. broadcasting back home being like oh, gary's like look, this is what they, and then i wish i was up there gary sinise is like wish i was up there uh bill paxton's he's he's a he's a goofball he's 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 playing pranks on tom tom's like oh we've got a theme tune and he's expecting it to be the theme tune from 2001 a space uh, odyssey but he actually uh, plays uh one of the songs from the uh, vietnam <laughs> it, i think it's like the, the, Spirit I, in the Sky yeah he's very that, famous song yeah Spirit. I can't remember the fucking bow, name bow, 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 um, bow, and he's like haha I got you and then later he's, he's playing around and he suddenly pulls on, on a lever and it makes a big jussing and Tom Hanks like whoa what the hell is going on and then he's like haha I got you I mean you thought you were about to die um, Bill Paxton's a dick <laughs> um, <laughs> don't fuck about space guys Not yeah cool. uh, but yeah things are going well 
And then things aren't going well. Yeah, uh, the uh, young uh, idiot that, of course, is Kevin Bacon uh, is told to go swill some canisters. I'm not quite sure why, but he's told to go swill them, so he does. He swills them. Does he check the pressure gauge beforehand? No. Does this turn out to be important? No, but they think it is. Uh, And the oxygen tanks explode. Yeah, suddenly, Houston... We have a problem. Yeah. And suddenly we end, uh, enter into panic stations. We are constantly cutting between the astronauts trying to figure out what's going wrong on the spaceship and back at NASA control with uh, Ed Harris constantly trying to deal with like 19 different people. Really cool scenes of like the chaos and yeah. they, they don't really like hide it. Like there's constantly people talking over each other. Yeah. It really like it gets your heart rate going. It doesn't let you rest. Um, then Tom Hanks is like, uh, hey, control, um, we're leaking, um, and I don't know much about spaceships, Al, but I don't think they should leak. No. No, no, no. generally not. Leaking, not good from spaceship. He not looks out good. the window, and he can just literally see, like, gas flying out. Yeah. They figure out, that's fucking oxygen. Uh-oh. That's not good. That's not good. That's no real no good, happy no good time. Um... And so the the the, the dumb the, the boffins down down the bottom they they crunch some numbers and they're like these dudes gonna die in fifteen minutes yeah um and so they're like cool uh, so can you guys move into the lunar exploration module uh, it's the LEM or the LAM the lunar it's it's the either the LEM oh, no, or like, the LAM. It's the no, it's like an arm. It's whatever. It's, it's definitely the moon, it's moon the, the lunar module, right? The like, lunar module, which is the place which they were going to use to land on the moon. Because for anyone who doesn't know about space, I don't know much about space travel. But basically, there's a little thing that disconnects from the spaceship, and that's what actually lands on the moon. The whole spaceship doesn't land on the moon. Um, I think was the vague idea. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, "So how long uh, do you reckon we got? Like, uh, how, you know, this would this would take us normally like three hours to to do all the checks." And it's like, "Ha." Do it quicker than that. Um, they don't tell them. It's a running theme of them, like, not really telling yeah. the astronauts exactly what's going on because they don't want to scare them. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the, the boffins down below are like, these fucker, I've done the mumbers. They're, they're going to they're they're die in 15 minutes. And then they're like, we've got to reroute all the power. We've got we yeah. to we gotta shut goes, down these two things. To, and, uh, so uh, once they've got the power, then the module, you know, they're going to care. They've got the oxygen. They turn off the... Uh, fuel cells, I fuel believe, cells. and, and stop the, the, more uh, oxygen. Yes. That also means that the heat's going to go. Yes, but with the turning off the fuel cells, basically, uh, Ron Howard's uh, brother, uh, Baldy Baldy Man, goes yeah. to Ed Harris like, "You got to turn off these uh, fuel cells because otherwise you're going to burn through too much fuel. And they're not going to be able to get back." And he's like, "What? We can't land on the moon with only one functioning fuel cell." And then Ron Howard's brother is like. We're not landing on the moon! This spaceship is falling apart! Of course we're not landing on the moon! Our plans have slightly changed! Um, And so we see uh, the the astronauts react to being like, yeah, we're we're, we're not going to the moon anymore. We get some good facey acting from from Tom Hanks. We've seen lots of good facey acting from him recently, of portraying lots of emotions, but without Uh, words. Yeah, like in Forrest Gump. Yes! Like in Forrest Gump, and he also does it. In- Bubba, he does. Fuck you, Bubba. 
I think Tom Hanks is a good actor. Spicy take. Weird for me on this Tom Hanks podcast to uh, praise Tom Hanks' I'm sorry, acting. But for all, let's say, 20 episodes, you were saying he was a bad, bad actor. Yeah, and I was correct at the time. Anyway, so um, this is a hard film to describe if maybe yes, because it's very gr- Normally, we can give the gist and talk about characters and stuff. This is like very specific. Like, uh, it's a man in spaceship needs to fix very specific Yes, and there's and a lot of jargon that I don't think you're, even as an audience member, you're supposed to understand, no, but then just, as an audience member that didn't understand it to try and relay that to other yeah. people is very well, difficult. Basically, basically it, gets, to, it gets chilly. Get very cold very and chilly. it's not going well. They go Ooh. around the moon, things chill down a little bit. There's like a 20 minute section from when things explode to when they move and get everything into the lunar module yeah. and t- uh, turn everything off where it's like, oh shit, 20 minutes, never slow down. And then um, everything slows down, they're going around the moon mm-hmm. um, to, to like spin around the moon and come back to Earth. Uh, and everyone's like, okay, you guys can chill. We're going to figure stuff out from here. The people on the ground have no fucking clue what's going on. CO2 is rising. They don't know if they have enough power. One man is like, look, it's fine. We'll just get this. And another man is like, no, running at how we're going, we're going to run out of power in like four hours. And we need them to have power for like 64 hours. That's not enough. We've got to turn everything off. So everything gets even colder. Yeah. They cut. They have very. They have to turn off their comm systems occasionally. Yeah. Turn off and then navigation systems. Just shut everything down. Use only the basics. And so we just get shots of, of Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon and and Bill Paxton just looking real sad and cold. So in the meantime, uh, Gary Sinise is. Uh, he's been drinking a lot. You know, he's not very happy that he's not on space. Oh, he really wanted to walk on the moon like a loser. Um, no, he's a hero when we're talking about. Not Gary Sinise, the person he's based on. Uh, is called back in. Uh, they need him to test out the descent. Um, Figure out ways to do it on the lower powers. Yeah, yeah. so lower powers, you know, it basically saying you, you only get this much power. How much of the stuff can we turn on and then still make it down alive? Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of working out the background. Uh, yeah, he's got, saying, look, give me, give me the same back. levels of oxygen they have. Give me the same level of temperatures. We need to make sure it's as close as possible. They regularly are like, hey, you okay? We need to take you out. And he's like, no, I'm not going out until we sort we this out. This I out. need to stay in the same conditions um, as they have because otherwise it's not going to work. So he, while he's fixing that, NASA have another problem. CO2, for quick science lesson. Oh, okay. Oxygen. Science with Oxygen. Science breathe with in G. good. Need oxygen. Yes. Breathe good. Live good. Yes. But when breathe out... Carbon dioxide. No good, no breathe in carbon dioxide. Breathe in lots of carbon dioxide. Deathy, deathy, boom, boom. You've got a hand up, Alexander. Yeah, Mr. Jamie. Yes. But what about trees? You can call me Mr. Loxton. Mr. Loxton. Sorry, Mr. Loxton. Uh, What about trees? Well, trees, what's good about trees is they take in the carbon dioxide, no good, deathy, deathy gas, and they emit the oxygeny, drinky, drinky, breathy good gas. But unfortunately, no trees in spaceship. No trees to take in CO2-y, baddy, baddy, boomy, boomy, and to emitty, oxy, oxygeny, jenny. Did you have another question, Alexander? I really hope you do. I feel like this is more entertaining. I am not a child, Jamie. We shall return to the dark, dark matters, of course, of space. Uh, yes. So, once again, it's cold. They might die. Uh, no, th- I, I was telling I was telling a story. Sorry, continue. So, yeah, they're basically, as they're breathing, oxygen levels are going down, CO2 levels going up. But, and they could, they normally have a filter thing yeah, yeah didn't fully understand this but a filter basically, thing that catches basically CO2. catches the co2 removes it and gets rid of it 
but the connector for the CO2 in the lunar module is different from the connector for the CO2 in the spacey model. So they have to figure out a way using the tools on the ship to make quite literally, as they say, a square peg written fit in a round hole. That's what NASA's doing. Gary Sinise, he's, uh, he's trying to fix the descent. They're trying to fix the CO2. And the spaceship men, they're just real sad. They're sad and lonely and scared. Um, at one point, uh, they're checking on them. They're like, uh, hey, guys, you guys need to go to sleep. We're checking on you. Your medicals, they're no good. You might die. And Tom Hanks is like, fuck you, I'm going to die and you're never going to find out. He rips off his medical equipment and they're like, uh, I just lost connection with Jim Lovell. And they check in and he's like, uh, so um, we, uh, we're no longer getting readings from your uh, metal equ- medical equipment. And uh, Tom Hanks goes, I am no longer wearing my medical equipment. And everyone is very confused. And then uh, the other two men also take off their, uh, their medical equipment. And then uh, Ed Harris is just like... It's just a little bit of medical mutiny. <laughs> just let them have their moment. They're a little bit stressed. It's very, it's very kind human moment from Ed Harris. So we're hurtling back towards Earth. Uh, back on, uh, we're, we're back on Earth. Uh, Jim's wife uh, is getting a bit hounded. Uh, NASA, uh, loving the press attention, all right? Yeah, just a little they're, bit. They, they, they're like, you know, uh, so, to which um, Mary, uh, Jim's wife, uh, is going, you know, they didn't show his uh, clips when he was going up and it's just him going on the moon. Why should I care? Why Why do they care now he's going to die? And to which the NASA press guy is like, well, because it's more exciting now. <laughs> just like going on the moon isn't exciting enough for them? And he's like... Hey, no, he already did that. Yeah. No one's died in space which, yet. That's uh, new. She's like, uh, get them all off my lawn. I don't want any on, the, uh, on my lawn. And if they have a problem with that, they can answer to my husband who'll be back on Friday. Yeah. Um, which is uh, good we've seen. Um, as they're hurtling towards Earth, they realise they're a little bit off track. Yeah. But they've turned everything off. So they're like, okay, guys, we need to, we need, we need to do a, a boost. Is it called a boost? or Afterburn. A, I think it's a, a burn. A burn, burn. We need to do another burn to get you back on track. And it's like, well, you know, it's going to take a little while to, to turn all the comms back on, get the navigation system going. And it's like, no, you cannot do any of that. You, we do not have enough power. You're just going to have to turn on the burners and hope. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, we need at least, like, a reference point to know which direction to point. And they're like, Tom Hanks is like, well, we've got the Earth. <laughs> they're like, there's nothing we have in space but Earth. The Earth. So I'm going to keep the Earth in my window. And then again, we have another, like, really tense scene where we're constantly hopping back between uh, NASA and Thingy, where they're trying to keep the Earth in the window while... Uh, Frank, not Frank Skinner, Frank Bruno, Kevin Bacon, that's his name. Um, Frankie Bruno. Yep, um, Kevin Bacon is on the timer, and uh, I believe both Tom Hanks and, not Gary Sinise, uh, Bill Paxton are on the navigation. They're constantly wrestling, they finally get it to work, and they're like, hey, did that work? They were like, it's close enough, you guys did good. And they're like, cool. Oh, I guess the big space jockeys are better flying the plane than we are. Oh, point Texas. Yeah, take that, Houston. Yeah. Uh, look, so after that... It, it's basically coming towards the descent. Yeah. Tom Hanks is like, look, 
We're gonna die. A, we're gonna die. B, can you tell us what anything? Doing? Literally, any- yeah. we can see Earth, and it's getting real fucking big right now, Her- and we want to know what we have to do. Guys, and- Nisa's taking his good, sweet time. Yes. Uh, he finally figures it out. But as They, they, they realise that they can drain power from the... From uh, the main module to get the- just the four amps they need. Uh, to get uh, the power they need to, yeah. to land. And, and in, uh, well, this is a part of what I think what's amazing about this the, the true story is like the amount of power they had to do this thing was insanely small. At, oh, at yeah. one point they're like, oh, how much is... Uh, they need 12, 12 amps. amps. To, they can only, can't use more than 12 amps at any point before the descent and the descent is different because they need power for the descent. And they're like, well, how much is 12 amps? And he's like, it's not enough to power this um, coffee pot for nine hours. Like, Yeah, uh, so yeah 12 amps is nothing. Um, Tom Hanks is asking, like, can you give us something? And like, uh, yeah, okay, well, we'll be with you in a second there. Sure, and they're no. like, shit, they don't, they don't know how to do it. Uh, we're going to die. Earlier in the film, actually, Kevin Bacon does call this a while early. He's like, look, I'm pretty sure they know we're not. Yeah. We're on the wrong course. The issue is that they, if they go at too shallow an angle, they'll just bounce off the atmosphere and they'll be out in space again. And if it's too steep an angle, they're going to They're just going to gonna crash, crash into Earth and, and burn and die. Um, there's a weird... Uh, there's, a, again, a real clip from a talk show where someone's like, they've got to land in a real narrow corridor. It's as if the Earth is this basketball and the moon is this softball and they have to get it through a corridor... No thicker than this piece of paper. And I'm like, yeah, if you take a real big object and then say it's a real small object, then everything becomes real small. It's like, no, it's just real fucking dumb. It'd be like if I said, well, if the earth was the size of a golf ball, one of these pimples would actually be the size of Europe. Cool. Yeah, when you make something small, small things become smaller. Anyway. And sorry, it really annoyed me that little section. It was just a fucking dumb as shit analogy. Yeah, Jamie doesn't like an analogy. No, it was <laughs> a fucking dumb as shit analogy. It made no... Uh, whatever. Um, it is difficult. But, but like... The it's actual, still di- difficult. It's pretty difficult, but like... When sorry, he- no, no, no. <laughs> Wait a second here. I want to call something out. Sorry. It's... Right. I want to put you in space before fucking days take away your oxygen no. take away the heat take away food and see if you can land back on earth no I fully agree with you all of that absolutely very difficult but the the, the angle is never the, the corridor the way he describes the corridor makes it like that piece of paper is probably actually like a mile. No, like, a mile. Ma- no, many miles no. wide. Many, many miles wide. Whatever. <laughs> it was a dumb <laughs> So they're hurtling towards this piece of paper. <laughs> um, and Tom Hanks is getting real stressed. But then Gary Sinise gets on the phone. He's like, what's up, baby? Don't have the measles. Uh, literally. He doesn't say it to those words, but he effectively <laughs> says that. Um, and Tom ha- at this point, Tom Hanks like, sweet. We've got this. Um, and then we get, they, he talks them through it. He talk, he, in character building, whatever, Gary Sinise talks uh, Kevin Bacon through his part. And it's like a bit of character growth. He's no longer resenting this child, this dumb bachelor who replaced him. Um, and yeah, they, 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 they fly through. People are watching. People are watching because they think they might die. And then they don't die. They land in the water and they're picked up by the USS Iwo Jima, 
which, as you said, uh, Jim Lovell uh, is the captain of. Um, in one of my favourite details of this movie, I don't know if it was real or not, but they got merch. When they land, they have, like, oh, hats with that, yeah. their names on it and shit. And I'm like, they nearly died. And you're like, oh, we better get them a cap no, with no, their no, name no. on it. No. More specifically, they didn't know whether or not they were going to die. Yes. And they produced this merch, yes. which otherwise they would have had to hold on to over a yeah. dead body. Oh, complete tangent. But it's uh, one of my... Oh. Oh, you have a delivery, Alexander. You're not going to go and get it. Find out what it is. No, it's okay. Okay. I thought it could have created some fun. No, no. Um, No, it's one of my favourite things. Uh, Whenever it's... In all sports, but the one I know of is... um, There's... No, no, basketball. Um, There's a whole shitload of children in Africa who are wearing uh, shirts from losing basketball championship teams because, obviously, when, when a basketball team wins the NBA championship like they sell fuckloads of merch like when Toronto you have a cap which says Toronto NBA champions 2019 we the north um but Toronto were playing against uh Golden State so currently in Africa there's a shitload of kids with a bunch of caps that say Golden State NBA champions 2019 because they they can't just wait until the game ends they have to make it ahead of time and then when they don't they donate it to, to like charities in Africa which is really cute it's um, true but, but it's also very I, funny I also guarantee somewhere there's if someone's smart they're going to start a business around buying up a couple of those things holding on to them for 10 years and then releasing them as <laughs> fake swag um, but no there's my there's my fun little fact um, and yeah then we get uh, Tom Hanks narrating he talks about how where everyone goes uh, afterwards uh, he never flew in space again um, Bill Paxson's uh, person never flew in space again. I think Kevin Bacon's did. Kevin Bacon did. Kevin Bacon's uh, character did fly in space again. Gary Sinise did fly in space again. Um, uh, I, I th- actually, I but think, none I think, of them walked on the moon. No, I think Kevin Bacon was meant to in Apollo 4... No, Apollo 8. So I think it's one of the two of them was me- does go on Apollo 14, does go up in space. Um, but I think it's Kevin Bacon was meant to be on Apollo 18 and go to the moon, but it was cancelled because of budget- budgets. Which yes. is a shame, fun space. Um, well, yeah, and then, then he finishes it off being like, oh, when, I you know, I, I think about when we're next going to be back on the moon. This film was released in 1995. We've not been back on the fucking moon. We've not been on the moon since, like, 1972. Um, oh, wow, I got that exactly right. Um, so I had it on my phone. I hadn't found it yet. Um, yeah, Apollo 17 in 1972 was the last time we were on the moon. In fact, it was the last time we sent any uh, men into low orbit. Um, which is, you know... Interesting that this film like kind of really wants people to go back to the moon, um, and then and then we do not. Um, what 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 are you doing, Alexander? You just scratched my my card. I didn't scratch well, it. You know, there's it's... some pretty deep scratches there. Oh my god! I I was fiddling with um, a 3DS cartridge, and Alexander uh, is my sad. Pokemon Sun 3DS cartridge, Jamie. It's very precious to me. It is a 3DS cartridge. So that's this fucking movie. Um, what do you think about this movie? Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I think it's really good. It's here's the thing. I think for a lot of people our age, it's not going to be a definitive Tom Hanks film. I think, uh, especially with something like Toy Story coming up later, I think that more is. Um, that's and, and arguably even to the film, like Tom Hanks is the main character, I guess. But it's a it's very much an ensemble film. Yeah, um, and even more than that, it is it is more about. The, the, the true story is more of the star yes. than the act- any, anyone in it, really. Yeah, it's not, absolutely. I can appreciate... To be fair, that I, do, I think this 
I can understand why this might not have won best actor or best supporting actor things, and certainly best, certainly not best actress or best supporting actress. But because um, there are not very women in this, movie. no, yeah, there's not very many women. I think there's one black guy uh, who is a reporter. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a very, very heavy straight white male movie. If if you remember when we were happily mocking um, in uh, Philadelphia the uh, old white men smoking cigars and celebrating. Uh, the whole of NASA also does that. We, we, can't, we can't really mock it because they're NASA and they're like good no, and they just completed a mission. But yeah, the exact same stereotype. I mean, when, when everyone lands, yeah. everyone in NASA is just like, oh, aren't we great and smoking cigars? Importantly, as we know from films like Hidden Figures and just from you know, history, uh, there, were, there were people who were women and there were people who were black uh, involved in NASA in these periods. So, you know. It's it's more of a case of like nineties filmmaking than than yeah. necessarily history itself. Yeah. Um. So you know, but whatever. Okay. Put that aside. I I do think this would have, this deserves best picture of that year. Um. Best picture was Braveheart. Yes. And as yes, a Scottish person, fuck that film. <laughs> um. But uh. Yeah. So I I thought really good. Honestly, like as a. Because you didn't know what was happening before. Did you read up beforehand? Because uh, I know when we spoke so last week, you didn't I, know like, what the story was about. So. I knew what Apollo 13 was to an extent. And as soon as the film started, I was like, oh, okay, this is the one where it goes wrong and then they land. Yes. <laughs> but I here's the thing. I think... The, how the, A, I'd be really interested to see someone who was even younger than us watch this movie with no context of yeah. it. Because I think that would be fascinating. But actually... It's really, really, really tense all the way through. And I think to some extent it plays on... But at least um, uh, one of you is kind of like, well, does one of them die? Like maybe one of them dies, but two of them don't. And you're kind of all this time you're thinking, well, they can't. They surely they can't. And you know, you know for a fact, like yeah, they get through it. They land this. They're, they're fine in the end. But it constantly feels like they're on the knife edge, and I'm just like, something worse is going to happen any second. And I think that's a remarkable feat for a movie. Like, yeah, it's really, really good. I really like this movie. I agree to an extent. So that was going to be one of my points about this movie is. Yeah, despite knowing that they all survive, like, that first sequence when th things first start going wrong is really fucking tense and really, like, the filmmaking is great. It's a combination of the editing, the performances, and the music, especially the music yeah. in this is fantastic. Uh, and just the filmmaking in general, like, the, um, the special effects, all, all of it, comes together to make a very tense experience, even if you know that eventually they're going to get back. And that sort of carries through most of the film for me. Until, I don't know what happens, but something on the actual descent, I had no tension at all. Some, I don't know whether something about the filmmaking changed or the fact well, that we are so close to what the, we know yeah, happens. Yeah. But I, there's I something there. That, I, I, I do think the, the sequence with Gary Sinise, where they're like, we've got it, right? And you, I think from that point, you're like, okay, it's fine. They've got it. But but it's still played for 10... When they're plummeting through the earth, we, sure. we are constantly cutting between uh, people. Yeah, yeah. So there's a three-minute uh, sequence where they lose connection with... Um, with the, sure. they lose comms with the um, the space unit as it's plummeting on, on its descent. And they're um, coming everywhere. But. Uh, and they're like, yeah. So there's a three minutes where they're cutting back. They can't hear everyone's waiting. And then it goes past three minutes and they've already said, oh, we've never regained contact after three minutes. Um, and then finally Tom Hanks' voice come through. So it's supposed to be paid for tension, but I just felt, I felt no tension there at all. Okay. I just felt I, like, eh, I, I know I'm just, I, all I'm doing is I'm waiting for Tom Hanks to say something because I know he is. Sure. I did still find it tense. 
I, I don't know why it works for me and didn't work for you, but uh, yeah, fair. I, I, I just thought I liked having spoken um, The other thing about this film, so all those bits that I described are fantastic, and the tension and the filmmaking and the um, showing, uh, even by modern standards, I think this oh, still holds it, up oh, no, as like one of the best representations of space travel yeah, and yeah. like most interesting representations of space travel. The effects travel. in this film are real, real, real good. All the work they put in paid off. It's a film which is now over 20 years later. It's still looks pretty yeah. modern and, today. And, and, well, it's it's sort of the um, it's like what's happened with Jurassic Park and Lord of the Rings, where we learn that physical practical effects, which aren't used as much anymore, hold up way, 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 way more than CGI. Early CGI holds up like fucking garbage. And even then, the best CGI works best when in conjunction with... When in conjunction with physical effects. So that's why this film works really, really well. And even though there are loads and loads of films about space travel now, this still holds up as a fantastic representation of space travel. Having said that, I do not give a flying fucking fart about anything else that happens in this film. I do not care about NASA's represent... I, oh, I, oh, it's really difficult to land... Oh. <laughs> No, oh, no, that, really no, that, that, I, that I do care about. I do not, I do not care one iota about NASA's public fucking image. I could not give less of a shit about NASA's public image. I could not give less of a shit about Jim Lovell's wife and his mum. I do not care about them at all in this movie. And I think that is not, it, it's partially... It's partially that I don't think that's the most interesting part of this story and I think it should be cut out. I think there is... This is a two hours, 20 minute film that could be a 90 minute thriller that no, could never no, let you sit down. No. Or, or they need to give more attention to that. I think it is a fault in the filmmaking that you just cut back to these people and I don't care. They do not give enough warnings. There's not enough rounding out in their story for me to care. They are just essentially distractions to me from the things I actually care about, which is... A really interesting look at three men, three men struggling through um, a really fucking shit situation in space, and people to on the ground trying to both temper their expectations, keep them uh, keep the morale up, and also fix the solutions as we go through. I think all of that is fucking fascinating, and the other shit I do not care about, and they either need to make me care about it or cut it from this fucking film. Well, it works for me, so I think they should keep it in. Uh, right. So, <laughs> great, you know, great, great, so, great, uh, counter, who are they, who are they great counter Who are they going to listen to? Uh, the guy who thinks it's really easy to land a spaceship <laughs> on four days. Nothing, nothing. Oh, I'm just going to hit some buttons and look, it's like a mile wide. Such a misrepresentation. That's literally what you said. Right, so verbatim quote. Let's go into assessment. So, if you haven't listened to Hank's Bank before... We rank each Tom Hanks films based on four criteria. One, how good is this film out of five? Two, how good is Tom Hanks out of five? Three, the Tom Hanks dick meter. Uh, how much of a dick is Tom Hanks? That's out of whatever we want it to be. <laughs> yeah, and, that, that scale uh, is completely wild. The Hanks Banks. So, Jamie, what do you think of this out of five? Um, I still think it's very, very good. I think there is a solid hour and a half of this film that is really fucking good and really engaging and tells a very interesting story. The rest of it is fucking boring, um, and I don't care about it. The only positive I can say about those parts is potentially it allows for a bit of downtime in between the very tense sections, but I think that downtime could have been handled better. Having said that, I still think it's a solid four out of five. I really enjoyed this film. 
five out of five. Really love this film. Thought it was great. I really like the sequences. Um, I think it helps like make us care about these characters more. That's why it worked for me. Um, I cried at the end of this film, and I because I care about them as human beings. Um, like I really, really liked it. I, I thought it was amazing. Um, yeah, five. But I, you know, that's what I feel. No, that's how I, I know. Feel. I know. That's how I feel. No, I know. But this is a. I'm just gonna spice. Join me, gonna land the lunar module in the ocean. Yes, but while wildly, Alexander, this is still technically a film criticism podcast. I'm so, so. Generally, a, an actual discussion is kind of needed rather than I'm A, just saying, that's how I feel, and then stopping I'm any discussion. Or, or resorting to ad hominem attacks. Oh, I'm you sorry. You and your logical you argument fallacies. You those heroes. And I did not disrespect them. You said, I guess it's kind of hard. Very sarcastically. Oh, All my right, God. What do you think about Tom No, fuck off. I wanted to have a discussion. Fuck's sake. You are stifling discussion. You're, you're a fucking fascist, Al. You won't let Rit debate me. Debate me in the, in the open. What's the fucking phrase? God damn it. Um, in the free... Free market of ideas. That's what I was trying to think of. Debate me, you cuck. I think Tom Hanks is very good in this film. <laughs> uh, but, you know, is it the best? Is it as good as... Some, uh, you know, I think it, it, it's a very different thing. It is very much a uh, quieter, more muted Tom Hanks performance. It's something closer to what we got in, I guess, Sleepers in Seattle than uh, definitely than Forrest Gump. And even to some extent, um, Philadelphia, which are both bigger performances. Um, it, this is quite an insular one. It, it's a lot of the stuff whirring inside, and you're kind of seeing that in his face, uh, like you mentioned earlier. So I... I can't give point fives. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, um, for anyone who hasn't listened since literally the first episode, Alexander for some reason just decided he does not give point fives. This gets a five. I liked. It. I liked him in this. I thought it was good. Uh, it would have got a four point five, but I can't. It's a five. Uh, what do you think about Tom Hanks' performance? I think he's fine. I think he's done better in the past. I, I, like he's obviously limited by um, by the actual role, as you say. Like a lot more of this is about the situation than his actual character and his performance. Um, I think it's a four. I think at some point, I get that in the nineties, Tom Hanks is doing very, very well, and we're very happy for him. It's going to stop soon. But it's no, stop soon. but at some point. You need to stop giving either perfect or better than perfect scores to every fucking aspect uh, of every film. I've already done it for the last three films. Three films. Three films in a row where you think everything I think is perfect. I, I, I think it's a perfect run. I think it's a perfect run of films. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I, I think... Um, no, I think he does very, very well. There's... I just wasn't fully blown away by, by his performance. I don't... Could I put my finger on specific things he could have done better? No, but that's because I'm not a very good actor. So, <laughs> would, would you have given him five if uh, the corridor was actually narrower? Than life? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would. Um, I would have also given him a five if he said he was going to throw himself in a volcano and throw himself <laughs> in a fucking volcano. But he didn't do that in this film, so I cannot, alas, give him a five. Um, yeah. So four and four. Uh, the Tom Hanks dick meter, which, as we know, now can go into negatives. Sure. Zero. I don't think he's negative. I what? Think he's, I think he's a good man, but I don't think what? he's a bad he's a, he, You literally earlier called them heroes. Yeah, oh, oh that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> but but no, he, here's my thing. I think heroes, can, you can be a dick and be a hero. Yeah. All right? You know, you can be a really good guy, but, you know, not a hero. I think he's, I think on a moral scale, I don't think any of his actions are either negatively moral or pro-moral. I think they are 
amazing. They are incredible, but I don't think that makes them less or more of a dick. Uh, as history has proven out, awful people can do great things, and great people can fuck things up massively. I think he is a zero on the dick meter. Uh, he's not a saint, he's not a sinner, uh, but he is fucking incredible. So congratulations, uh, Bill. Did you just call him Bill? Sorry, sorry. You, you, this, Bill. this legendary, Bill. legendary, Bill. heroic Bill. man. Yeah, Bill. Um, you've just Bill. Biff. misnamed. Oh, Biff. That, that you have so Biff. much respect for, and that that you, but you attack me for saying um, he didn't do I'm such a fantastic thing. Tom Hanks' birth name. Thank you very much, Bill. Um, also incorrect. Um, it is Jim. Jim Lovell is what yeah. you're trying to say. Because I actually respect the man, despite saying that, you know, it wasn't, wasn't that difficult what he did. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think it's like a minus two. Like, he's a real fucking good dude. Like, he fucking saves, saves two other people's lives. He, he, he keeps calm under pressure. He's a great man. Um, yeah, no, you, I, think, I think you're rude. You forget his name. You give him a zero. You're rude. You're rude to the man. One second, one second. Is this man dead? Do, is no, this man dead? He's not dead? I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm going to find him. I'm going to tweet at him. I'm not going to tell oh, him that you on. think he's a dickhead. No, I don't think he's a dickhead. I actually think he's not a dickhead. I just don't think he's, you know... He is indeed not dead. Um, right, uh, so... Uh, Hank's Bank. Hank's Bank. Is this going inside your Hank's Bank? You can start. Uh, yes, I still think this is a really good film. I think you should watch this film. I think the aliens would be... Because they're from space. And they'd be like, wow, look at how people used to travel in space. Isn't that weird? They, you know, they risk their lives. The story itself is incredible. Like, more so than... I I, I can see the case for this being a four on Tom Hanks' um, performance. Uh, but I still think this is a film which you should go watch. Even if you don't like the first 40 minutes, the rest of the movie, I think, is brilliant. Um, I like the first 40 minutes, so... Yeah. No, I, no, I agree. I think everyone, uh, everyone should go watch this film. Even, like... I would say, even though we've spoiled the plot, but if you know anything about Apollo 13, then you know the plot. Um, but the filmmaking in this is fantastic, and it's a yeah. really, really interesting uh, portrayal of space travel. However, Alexander, I must remind you yeah. that the concept... The concept... I think I'm going to... The concept yeah. of, this, uh, sure. of this podcast is that aliens have invaded. Yeah. And they want us to prove our worth to them to join the United States of space. Yeah. Now, these are inherently... Obviously, I've... I, you know, brushed over it, but um, the the aliens they've sure, they've come sure, down. They've got tractor beams. You know, yeah, they, 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 they've, they've, they've got they've got pins yeah, 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 yeah. pins to throw in our brain so we can understand Swag Healy. These are some very advanced aliens. They've already inherently travelled through space from millions of light years away. I feel they're going to laugh at us if I show them this film. They they're going to be like, what you. You were trying to travel to that tiny little rock over there. You want to go to that tiny little rock over there. And you failed. You, you were unable to travel to tiny little rock. And you almost Ooh, died doing so. Such a tiny corridor. The way your mind works, <laughs> yes, you these, traitor. Yes, these, these, <laughs> these aliens will be going, what, your landing, your landing space was four miles wide and you almost missed it. What, what the... Well, no, you cannot join the United States of space, for you are clearly an inferior race. Do you know that all the aliens speak like this? Um, no, I, I worry. I worry, Alexander. This is, sure. this is supposed to be the films that are going to save humanity. Yeah. And is our paltry attempt it's and about failure... the of the human spirit. <laughs> I feel like uh, these aliens have developed past spirit at this point they they live on another plane where spirits are are mere hindrances to true growth and expansion beyond the stars 
Yeah, no, this is going to my eyes, Frank. I just wanted to do a funny! I I uh, have changed my mind. Your your debating skills have won me over. I want to give him a four on his performance. Yay! Yay! It's not a bad pressure, performance. Pressure works. Bullying works. Bullying works. Peer pressure. Uh, so, so continues. Uh, normally here, if we don't put something in the Bank, we'll talk about what else save humanity. We don't have to do that this week. That's great. Yeah, this film's going to save humanity, even though they're going to laugh at us. However, I think it would be an interesting experience to show this film or watch it with aliens, and they'd be like... Why, why were you doing it like that, you fucking idiot? Space apes. Um, um, so no, we don't have... This film's going to save humanity. So instead, of course, you can follow us at JBP Locks and at Alan's because these are the stuff you can do and at Hank's Bank Pod. Of course, you. I made the request two weeks ago. I'll make it again. You can send in a friend's thought and just say something nice about me if you want. Don't have to, but, you know, make yeah, me less nice. sad. Um, tweet about us, you know, tell your friends about us. Um, I, I don't know if it will be over by now, but um, everyone should uh, go to my friend uh, Jake Hall, who is running a World Cup of Bread uh, on Twitter. I just, I know I'm giving, you know, I'm just showing that this is a tit for tat. Sure. You know, we, we don't just expect you to talk about us. We'll talk about you. I don't even know if he listens to this podcast, but I've been really enjoying it. He's been doing a World Cup of Bread. Uh, it might be over by the time this comes out but you know go back and have a look he's in the group stages at the moment i voted for focaccia today because it was the only bread i knew uh, <laughs> the other three i'd never heard of it's been how i've been voting in most of them i think it's skewing the polls um yeah uh but yeah no uh, rate and review us on apple podcast that really helps us um Shout at advertising. Uh, download always... every single 30 episodes. Download it all. Make sure, buy your friends a 64 gigabyte iPhone. Download every episode. Delete them. Download it again. Delete it once more. Download it a third time. Then you're fine. Make sure they listen to it. So, next episode is going to be Toy Story. Woo! I'm assuming most of you have seen it. Take this opportunity to watch it again. Refresh your mind on Toy Story. Um, we're on holiday next week, so we are going to be recording uh, basically the day before that episode comes out. Uh, so if you want to send in some friends' thoughts about Toy Story, please do. Um, I'm also going to go on a... Uh, spoiler alert. I'm going to go on a massive rant about Randy Newman. Get ready for that. Oh, you'll find out why next week. Sure. Um, we're going to go away on holiday and reset our friendship. <laughs> it's going to be great fun. We're still good friends. <laughs> you never asked me to hang out, Alexander. I hang this out is a business-based <laughs> relationship. It's, uh, I, need, I need loving and cuddles, Al. My shower doesn't work. I'm a lonely boy. I played cards with you on Sunday. Oh yeah, we uh, anyone we uh, who listened to our last episode, we played with uh, my 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 lovely birthday present of the Jones Against Humanity. It was great fun. I would like to give a a solid five out of five. That oh, present would go in my hangs bank. Thank you. Uh... And for me, Jamie, my co-host style, that's one more ep in the bank. <laughs> Anyone can land in that lunar module. What's that? Why was the sky? Don't know. Hands back.